You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith. Naye Lupondwana on Facts of Faith. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith. I'm Naye Lupondwana with you until 11 o'clock. Today we're asking the question, how did Africans experience God before colonialism? Take note. We understand that the advent of non-Africans, by non-Africans, I'm talking about people who are not of African descent, them coming to Africa is not in 1652. There have been many people coming to Africa long before 1652. Bartholomew Diaz in his voyage of discovery and many others in Central, Western, Eastern and Northern Africa so when we speak of Africa, we're not focusing on South Africa alone. The question we're asking is, before the advent of the colonialist, whether it is the North African colonialist, the Western African colonialist, it does not matter. Anglophone Africa, Francophone Africa, it does not matter. Wherever the colonialist arrived to bring in Christianity, for example, wherever the, wherever the colonialist came to bring in Islam, for example, there was a faith then. What was it? Can we say that we had our own faith? Do we even know what our faith was before the colonialist arrived? Now take note, we have an understanding that if the Jews had their own Abraham, they had their own Jacob, Isaac, and Esau, and all their descendants, if the Arabs had their Ishmael, if all these nations and nationalities had their own men through which they venerated and appreciated their God, whatever they called, they called him, what did we call our God? How did we, did we have a Messiah, for example? Well, the Christians have a Jesus. Muslims have a Muhammad. The Baha'is have a Hawla. The list goes on. What do we Africans have? Do we even know, or are we taking what the Egyptians have to think that it is what is supposed to be a generally African concept of faith? That's our conversation for today. The lines are open, 0891-104-207-0891-104-207. We'll take a break and come back and introduce you to our guests shortly after this. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith. Let me introduce you to our guests this morning. In the studio, we do have Dr. Matole Mutsekha, the chairperson of the National Interfaith Council of South Africa, the NICSA, NICSA. Good morning to you, Dr. Mutsekha, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning to the listeners. And also we do have Mulana Abbas Mkize. Mulana Mkize is a Muslim theologian. Good morning to you, Mulana. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Yes, thank you very much uh, to you. Uh, and uh, good morning to all your listeners. And also we do have Bishop Andy Lembeta, Bishop of the Grahamstown District. Good morning to you, Bishop. And thank you for coming to talk to us. Good morning and good morning to the panel as well and to all the listeners. Thank you. Let us begin with uh, Dr. Munsekha, who is also in the studio with us. Dr. Munsekha, who and what did Africans have as the African faith? And who can we say was our way to our God? You know, uh, the African faith is the mother of all faith. 
you will know that uh, Moses was brought up in the house of the Pharaoh. Uh, Mohammed uh, married an Ethiopian woman in Abyssinia. One of his wives. One of his wives. Yes. And all of them were educated in what was called the Kemetic uh, or, met, uh, or Hermetic theology, which says that uh, God is unknown and unknowable, and this God manifested itself and created by means of a word. Let's dissect that. When you say hematic, are you referring to the descendants of Ham, the no, son of, no. of, of, of the, the Ham that I'm came or Ham that I'm referring to existed long before Adam because okay. Adam is a mythical figure. Ah. Uh, and then uh, okay. this Ham is the African Ham. Okay. Can you date him, this Ham? The writings of Ham or Cam who was also known as Tau Tau Harama okay. in Greek thought Hermes, okay. dates back to 36,529 years before the date of the mythical Adam, who is dated to 4004 uh, AD. So the world of the African world existed before the biblical world. Can we agree, Dr. Mutsekha, that even the dating of that Adam is not an exact dating? There is no way of carbon dating uh, Adam or any of the people who lived before the flood. That dating is a presumptuous dating. Can we agree on that fact? Uh, fully. Actually, even the genealogy of Adam, all the descendants of Adam, were just Jewish names for an African genealogy. Actually, Hebraic names, not necessarily yeah. Jewish. Yeah, Hebraic names. Okay. Were, uh, yes. If we then agree that it is impossible to date Adam and all his descendants before the flood, it is effectively, scientifically impossible to date Cam or anyone who may have lived no, before then. Because, because you see, no the record. flood, yes. a flood uh, actually took place in Africa. Okay. It was the overflooding of the Nile okay. around Uganda, Tanzania. Okay. And the people of the Central Africa moved to Northeast Africa and established an empire called Kem. Okay. And the people of Kem, or the Kemites, or Hamites, yes. moved and established ancient Ethiopia and Egypt. I'm not disputing that historical account for now, um, Dr. Mutsaka. Mm. What I'm trying to establish is the fact of dating that figure that you're referring to as Cam is scientifically impossible if we agree that it has not been dated, the dating of, of, of Adam you, or his If you are Eurocentric, it's yes. impossible. But Lord Cam left writing okay. because he was the scribe and messenger of the gods of the first time. Okay. And uh, this uh, information was recorded in the temple of Horus okay. uh, at Edfu, which is uh, was Adefa. So we're, we're relying on records, not necessarily we're, scientific we're, dating. We're relying on records okay. and written in the original script okay. uh, called hieroglyphics, okay. which came from black Africa not from Egypt. Okay. The Egyptians got it from black Africa and the Hebrews uh, designed their script on the basis of this original African script. So you're alleging also that he, uh, uh, the Egyptians were not black since you're distinguishing them from black Africans. No, no. Egyptians were the descendants of ancient Ethiopians and both the ancient Ethiopians and the Egyptians say that their parents originated at the source of the Nile. Okay. The source of the Nile is in Uganda, Burundi and Rwanda okay. in the center of Africa. So right. they were indigenous Africans. So we worshipped Cam. 
Cam was a messenger okay. of the first of the gods of the first time, created by God Tapa or Pata, also known as Puta. Forgive so, me, I'm hearing you saying gods, implying plural there. So we were polytheistic yes, yes, as Africans. Because the original god Puta yeah. was an unknown and unknowable god okay. that manifested itself as nine principles. Unknown and unknowable, and yet you know him. Uh, unknown and unknowable as recorded by Lord Cam. But you know him. Uh, because God is a spirit, is light, it's in every one of us. Lord Cam records this unknowable God. You yes. are referring to uh, this yes. unknowable God. And unknowable you know. God who manifested itself as nine principles. Okay. And this God who is one plus nine became ten. Okay. And that's where you get the word Amen. And therefore Amen became the creative energy of this God, Ptah. And all the universe, both spiritual and material, yes. emanated from this creative energy of uh, God Puta. Therefore, God became known through his manifestations. Okay. All right, let's bring in the Islamic perspective. We know that the Muslims allegedly, take note, allegedly arrived in Africa long before the Christians. Allegedly, underline that allegedly, because there's much contention among the scholars as to who actually arrived in Africa before, is it the Muslims or the Christians? Um, let's, let's, let's find out what Mulanam Kiza has to say on the matter. Mulanam Kiza, uh, who did Africans worship before Islam, before Christianity arrived in Africa? Mulanam Kiza? Mulanam Kiza? All right, we will try and get it back. Let's bring in Bishop Andy Mbete. Good morning once again, Bishop Mbete. You've heard what Dr. Mutsekha is suggesting was our first faith as Africans. What's your take? No, thank you very much. I think he has laid a good background. But I would, I want to, move, to, to, to come to the topic moving backwards. Let me say first, it is recorded, I'm a Methodist, it is recorded that when the missionary Robert Moffat moved among the Abadzwana people, he asked them whether they know God. And after a while, when he described what he meant, they said, oh, we are talking about the one who makes the grass to grow the one who makes the cows to calf, and the one who makes the rain to fall. Before Christianity, Africans knew God and knew how God is supposed to be worshipped. Who was this God? But God was so unknowable and so... Uh, separated from humanity that they needed an intercessor intermediary and so a lot of focus was on how to harmonize life by making peace with your ancestors who are in the same world where God is Bishop Mbet, who was this God? Who was this God? The unknown. The, the unknown. And it, it, it was not even a question of trying to understand fully 
because who he was, because he was the unknown, the, 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 the mover of things. Africans could not even point a, a, a finger at the sky because you would be pointing at the mover of things. I can the, remember the, the time, the, but I'm still trying to understand. There's a convolution of terms here. When you're saying unknown, I can understand that. But when you're saying unknowable, yeah. that implies even your capacity to know him is impaired. And yet here you are presenting this unknowable God. Which is it? Unknown or unknowable? It, it is a, it's a combination. He, unless he or she reveals himself, you can never know him. So he was known through these actions and through signs. As I say, the one who makes these cows to calf, the one who makes this grass to grow, that is, that is, that is God. So you're implying that Africans do not know their God. Who, 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 know, who, knows, who knows God today? Well, as a really? bishop, that's what you're preaching. People have personal knowledge <laughs> of God. Anybody who claims to know God fully is dangerous. Because God has this thing about him or herself that he remains the, the unknowable until he reveals himself inside. Based on what? You're saying God reveals himself. You seem to speak on behalf of God with such authority and yet you're claiming he's unknowable. Kindly enlighten me. <laughs> it, it, it is the, I'm, it's simply because I'm using language. I'm constrained by language. To describe a uh, the, the 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 Creator God who cannot be described by any use of words. Why do we waste time practice? formulating religions and faiths if it is impossible to know? Why do Christians purport, such as yourself, to be encouraging people to have a personal relationship with this Christ, and yet it is impossible to know Him? Seems as though you're contradicting this faith, Bishop. No, no, no. Christ is the intercessor. Not, the, not God, the Son. Christ came so that we could know God. All right, so Christ is not and God, the Son. he said, whoever has seen me has seen God. I understand. God remains unknown. Bishop, is Christ not God, the Son? Well, now we are moving to literally the, the, the mystery of faith. But the reality is that yes. he... Is Christ is God the Son, but He is not God, but He never came to be God anyway. Okay, himself. so let, let's go back to the African context. You're suggesting that Africans do not know their God and this God is unknowable and therefore renders them, and this is me now, renders them uh, unable to distinguish between the colonialist God and their own God. Hence, they were easily duped to believe that the colonialist God is, in fact, the same God as theirs. Doesn't it follow, Bishop? The same God of the colonialists is the same God. That's a big struggle. We have always have this unending uh, contention. All right. That probably the God that was brought by missionaries is narrower than the God of our ancestors. All right. Now, they believed him. different African languages have the name penned down to Amata, that's us, Amatosa. And then, yes. or shall I say, the Kosa speaking, because I'm a Shubi, the Kosa speaking, say Amata, and you find others yeah. calling him Umvelngangi. 
uh, others call him Uzim, and and the list goes on Muzimu, Mudimu. Go throughout the languages in our country, they'll give you a name. If this God is unknowable and unknown, why are people so presumptuous as to give him a name? If this name is unknowable, his character is still a mythological or mystical issue right today. I still say that any person who claims to have to to have the full revelation of God. We're not talking about a full revelation. We're talking about some revelation, Bishop. Hold on. God with a small g. Let's not confuse this, uh, Bishop. We're not talking about a full understanding because there is nothing that we know fully. Science, we don't know anything fully. This conversation, it is impossible to know anything fully. We're not talking about a full knowledge. We're talking about some knowledge. That's what we're asking now. Did Africans know? Did Africans have some knowledge and are you alleging that them calling this god by these various no names was a misnomer to begin with it was not what they, was it when they, they they were the colonists brought their language of god and and described the kind of god they're talking about Africans said, oh, we know that one, that's Mpelinkangi, that's our own Kamada. So they know this God that is unknowable. Do you see this paradoxical confusion there, Bishop? Let's bring in Mulan. It will will remain a confusion. Okay, all right, let's bring in Mulan Abbas and Kiesa. Mulan, are you there? Yes, good morning again, uh, once again. Rescue us, Uh, Yes, sir. Go ahead, go ahead, Mulana. From from the Muslim Uh, perspective. Let me first and foremost begin by saying that in the whole world, Africans have been the only people or the only continent who, which were, well, was never confused by understanding this subject of God, the Almighty, the creator of everything, who brought everything and sustains everything. Um, if you study the history of most of the dominant nations of the world they have always been subjecting themselves to idol worshiping and defining god within their context of understanding god in forms of various godlings and minor godlings and idols that they are worshiping only africa did not have that Uh, and all the religions who are known to be heavenly religions, they gained their strength precisely because of the base, the base that was provided to religion by Africans. Molana, who was the African god, if there was such a thing as an African god? Yes. The African god in all languages of Africa, if you're asking me about his name, you would find that in every nationality, yes. this god is defined or is given a name that cannot be um, multiplied or does not have a jewel or the many. And uh, every African nation, like we would say in Zulu, which means the one who existed first before everything, a name that cannot uh, be duplicated to something else other than him. 
Allah in Arabic, again, is a name that cannot be duplicated to perhaps mean something else other than him, the only one who brought everything into existence. All right. How did that, you venerate this God? This, 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 this God you're referring to as. By the way, is this a monotheistic or a polytheistic God? Can you repeat the question? Is the African God one, or do we have gods? Yes, in Africa we never ever had gods. We only had God. Okay. Yes. And that has always been very, very consistent. I must agree, I heard the reverend in the beginning when he spoke about Moses being raised in Africa and so forth. Um, Africa had prophets. God did send prophets. Islam tells us that we have three prophets that, who were African. Did we have anyone Even, as Africans through which we venerated this God? You, you are very unclear in your, in your questioning. Did we have anyone in Africa who plays the role that Muhammad plays in Islam? Who plays the role that you Christ see, plays in Christianity? In Africa, I don't did understand. Have... Uh, I don't know what is your understanding of what the role of Muhammad is. Because in Africa, Muhammad was, and Jesus and everyone else who was given a heavenly task to introduce and guide people to God understood that these were just messengers of God. Who was our messenger as Africans? Do we have someone like that? Yes, uh, we have in Arabic, we know him as Idris. Uh, the other one we know as Yunus. And the Quran has dedicated um, specific chapters talking about these men, including the wise man who was offered by God prophethood or wisdom, and he opted for wisdom, and he's known as Lukman. And again, there's an entire chapter about him and his wisdom in the Quran. All, right. All these men were Africans. However, however, let us not then mistake the consistent pattern of God's introducing himself to creation, to his creation, to mean different, to be, to, to, to mean something different when uh, Africans are concerned. All right. God did not send a different pattern ever since he created Adam, the first man. The pattern of introducing God through his messengers okay. has been very consistent, even though Kala changed from time to time somebody was a jew somebody was this no somebody problem. was african no problem but the process of god was the same let's let's cl Which clarify this one Africans thing were not confused Mulana? in identifying god within that uh, uh that space with all respect Mulana, uh, right now there is so much confusion in this conversation first of all the person who was saying moses was um, um, raised in Africa was not the bishop it was Dr. Mutsekha um, uh, and it's the very same Dr. Mutsekha who stated clearly that Africans were polytheistic and you are here um, we, are, we were monotheistic a great confusion in our conversation this morning and you're referring to Idris Idris is referring to Idris of Morocco what happened to the South Africans or Southern Africans or Central Africans he was confined to Morocco or North Africa 
How is it that you're alleging that Idris was a prophet sent to Africans, and yet Africa is not only Morocco or North Africa, Africa is, is the entirety I of said, Africa? I said to you that uh, Idris was an African prophet. I did not send, say that he was sent to the Africans. But you didn't, that was not answering but, my question there, no, Molana. No. My question yeah, was, yes, who uh, was I'm sent to, to the answer. Africans? I'm trying to, to differentiate and to, to ask to understand me within the the correct context okay. of my argument. God's pattern has been very consistent. Whether he sent his message through a messenger who was an Arab or Greek or Jew or whatever the color was, the message was consistent. But you're not However, addressing the Africans question there, Mulana. mastered the art of understanding the heavenly message of God to the whole creation. All right. Not specifically giving Africans Mulana, a specific God. We are being circuitous right now. We're going to take a break and come back and open the lines for all South Africans to join in this conversation. 0891-104207. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith. 0891-104207. Send your text messages to 34701. You've heard our guest, Dr. Mutala Matwale Munsekha, uh, we've heard Mulana Pastor Mkize, we've heard Bishop Adli Lembete. Great confusion in our conversation this morning. Uh, uh, Dr. Mutsaka, you want to clarify a few things? Yes, there is actually no confusion. Okay. Because the Idris referred to by Mulana yes. is called Enoch okay. in uh, the Jewish scriptures. Okay. These are the Semitic names for the African Lord Kem, okay. who was the messenger of God Putah, okay. the unknown and unknowable God. But also both Moses and uh, Muhammad were the disciples of Lord Kem, known by them as Idris. The Greek knows him as Thought Hermes, a corruption of the African word Tau Tau Harama. Hold but, on. The, the, yeah. Let me clarify why, why the, I'm suggesting that this is a great confusion. Mm-hmm. There's a great many years between, Mo, the, uh, between Mohammed and Moses. Because a great many years. It cannot possibly be that be, this, 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 this man, Idris, who was, by the way, Semitic by himself, uh, could be a, 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 a teacher of Moses and then teach no, Mohammed down the teaching line. Teaching means, you see, the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews went to school in Alexandria in a library which housed the book of Uzar Apa Sarapis, uh, who is the son of the son, uh, who was taught by Lord Kem. So this uh, uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism are adaptations of the perennial religion of Africa. And now that religion says the unknown God manifested itself as a spirit or light. And that light took the forms of the stars and the planets. Understand another point there, Dr. Moseka, that um, uh, Mulana is suggesting that there was never a time where Africans were polytheistic. A direct contradiction of what you said. It's not a contradiction. You said we're polytheistic. No, no. Because you see, the unknown God was known as the one or the good. And this one God created nine principles called the Inyad or Pauti, which came to be known as the angels. Therefore, there is God is one and he has nine messengers that are known as angels. With respect to Tamkiza, I, I said 
are you suggesting, you said gods, and I, I asked you directly, are you suggesting that Africans were polytheistic? Your direct answer to that was, yes, we were polytheistic. Because God is the one that manifested itself as the many, that's why we talk about God and gods. All right. And then lastly, to say that, uh, you see, if you look at the human being, okay. is actually a replica of God. In the sense that God manifested itself first as the five elements and then manifested itself as the seven principles that correspond with the seven Pleiades stars and the seven planets and manifested itself as the 12 houses of heaven, which are the, uh, the, the zodiac. So when you add the 10, which is God plus nine messengers, and you add the, the 10 principles that became the 10 planets, and you add 12, you have 32. So the number 32 comprises everything that the unknown God manifested itself as. So the human being is at the center of creation right. because it is a physical manifestation of the unknown God. Okay. Let's bring in the callers. 0891 Let's go to Durban. Hassan. Good morning, Hassan. Hassan, are you there? Hassan is gone. I'm wondering, is it possible? Um, um, and I'm asking this um, uh, to all of you gentlemen with respect. I'm going to ask you to be as brief as you can in your reply because we have so much to chew on this one particular issue. Is it possible that all that we're saying right now is sheer mythology, African mythology, as we don't have... Is it possible that we, we, we don't have any authority that can be authenticated scientifically, Dr. We Mutsaka? have authority because after the flood that destroyed the original Africans at the source of the Nile. There is literature written by Lord Kem before the flood. This literature was housed in the temple of Horus. And that literature even today exists. But when the Western world discovered that there is more authentic uh, information, more authentic than the Bible and the Quran, they hid that information. For instance, in the uh, British Museum, you have a document called the Memphite Stone or the Sabaka Stone, which explains in details how God and gods and the universe came into being. Uh, okay. Hold on. You, you're bringing now a, a stone that is recent, by the way, yes. um, that was discovered recently. Even that stone yeah. refers to a, 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 a Nubian-oriented god. And in, 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 in Memphis, Alexander, Egypt, right there. It's not talking the, about... The mistake is we talk about Nubian. Yes. The word Nuba yes. uh, uh, means gold. And it refers to a, a mountain in the province of Gordofan in the Sudan. Yes. Uh, that province was called Naptar, named after God uh, Ptah. So the Nubian race is a creation of the West, like the Bantu is a creation of, of the West, the Hamites Hem is a creation of the West. There is a history before the Eurocentric uh, 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 history. That, that, that stone, what I'm presenting to you, sir, is that that stone doesn't speak of a generation that pre-exists the African pharaohs. You're alleging that this speaks of what was written by some cam before the pharaohs. Yes, yes. And yet that stone 
stone, what which you're, which you're calling the memphatic uh, stone, is does not, is not dated long before then. It is dated by, by the West time by, by the, the West. It is dated recently by the West ah, again because Pharaoh Sabaka of Ethiopia said that this was the information from his ancestors okay. who were African. Okay. And now where when he discovered it, uh, he copied what was on the older stone into a new stone. So what you have in the British Museum is a copy okay. of the older stone. Okay. Uh, and then the word Memphite yeah. comes from Empe, Memphe. The variation of these words is Zambe in Zabezia, okay. Zambi in Mozambique, uh, Kembe in the Congo, Shambe uh, in the Sudan, uh, Nyambe in Ghana. The, that is the concept of the living word of God. So Africans believed in the word. That is, that's even today. Africans will tell you that Lindrillian dial yes. to say what I tell you, the inner voice is telling you. Yes, yes. Because the inner voice is a divine spark that came from the divine light. For instance, yes. the word uh, Christ yes. is a distortion of the word Harakte, okay. which means the light and life of the unknown God. Okay. Allow me to interject right there, uh, Dr. Munsek. We're going to read some text messages in a short while. I want to take some calls for you. Let's go to Pretoria. Andre, good morning. Morning. Uh, I enjoy your discussion. It's really stimulating. What I would like to point out to our discussion, uh, to our listeners and to you, is that 100,000 years before any Bantu or black people came to Southern Africa, they were already religious people. Uh, the Khoi and the Sun were there, uh, and nobody has mentioned anything about their gods and their religion yet. So if your question referred to Africa as a whole, there might be about 5,000 different gods that you can talk about that have been, over time, uh, been worshipped. But if you talk about the first people of Southern Africa, uh, of which the, uh, the, the, the sand and the stone paintings uh, are testament, <coughs> about the Koi and the Sun, and their god was called Tui uh, Huap, and there was a devil which they used to call, let me find the word here. Uh, there was a, a good guy and there was a bad guy. There was a good God and there was a bad God in the history of the Koi and the Sun. I'd like you to deliberate on that. Hold and on. Uh, 100,000 years of history. Andre, um, you, you're alleging two things that I'd like you to clarify. First and foremost, you're alleging that the Koi are not part of Africa. And that's what worries me. That yeah, we're yeah, speaking yeah, of a koi I, I, I and the Mandu as all Africans. Now you're distinguishing between the two, a very Eurocentric way of looking at Africans as parts and not the whole. No, uh, you, you were discussing, you, you're in, on a radio station in South Africa, and you were talking about the first African or the oldest African god. And I'm pointing to you that none of your uh, visitors or none of your guests have, have touched on the koi and the sun, which have been around for 100,000 years before anybody else. So if you would like to discuss modern uh, opinions, then it's a total di different discussion. But the oldest scientific proof is in the rock paintings that we have. And 
we have science and we've got genetics, everything to prove that. But those rock paintings uh, are determined through scientific methods and paleoanthropology, and that is what Dr. Mutsekha is disputing, the, the validity of scientific methods of establishing fact. I'm not quite sure now if you're going to be in tandem with what is suggested. No, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the discussions up to now have no scientific proof of what these people say. It's Indeed. All okay. Indeed. The second point that you said, I understand, I understand, uh, Andre. The second point you raised was that if, if we're talking about African gods, we're talking about what, thousands. Did I hear you correctly? Implying that Africans are polytheistic now, again? Remember that people uh, lived and died for thousands of years in a small area. So uh, the uh, an area of 20 square kilometers could have had their own god that they worshipped. So uh, I'm just making a, a, a number, say 5,000 or more different gods have been, through the ages, been part of Africa. So you're saying our guests are all wrong. Africans are indeed polytheistic. Thousands and thousands of gods. Of course, especially <laughs> if you consider time. Okay, all right. Thank you very much, Andre. Gotta move on. Gotta move on, Andre, to the next to the next to the next caller. Let's go to Gahi. So, is it Ngulumo? Ngulumo, yes. Yes, go ahead, Ngulumo. Yes, go ahead, Ngulumo. Yes. How are you? How are you there? Well, thank. Go ahead, Ngulumo. We don't have much time. Go ahead, sir. Yes. Ah, uh, you know, according to my understanding, yeah. and uh, 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 this is personal. I I understand that. Uh, Africans, they, they they were having they have the God which is the same with the colonizer, colonizers because according to me it was uh, Africa was not having the full mediation like the full media to to, to record lot of things which are happened to the neighboring um, countries or neighboring continents that they can understand more this God what is doing to the other continent. So now, when the colonization was coming to Africa, then what happened, they revealed to Africa that the same court which we have in Africa is the same court which is, which is doing some miracles on the other continent, which we didn't have the media to understand that they, the same thing is being um, happening on the other continent, according to my understanding. So in, in this way, of, uh, Africa was having court. So the colonization, when they come here, yeah, our ancestors, like we say, abagiti, abapan. So that means uh, uh, we are considering a lot of people. So they were believing that we worship on those on those people. That's why they ended up saying that Africa have got a lot of gods. Uh, why least we have got only one? Umvelingani, Uyeta, Umvelingani is the only one name, uh, which is no one is going to to, to, to be another Umveling, another Umvelingani. We've got only one Velingani, that means we've got only one court, the same court, which is um, the colonization people that come with it in Africa. So that that is my concern, that is my opinion. I believe, huh. I think so. So they can, they, your guests can, con- can, can, they are can explain it to me whether I'm wrong or I'm right. Yes, they will. Thank you very much. Ngulu must go on. Let's move on to Hassan. Good morning, Hassan. Hi, morning. Uh, Morning to your guest, Dr. Motsekha Shekhrafika said, how are you and Molana and the Bishop Day? Uh, I think it's an interesting discussion. My take on it is just simply two things. One is, why there's a confusion of many gods is because of language. We're calling gods by other names, but we're thinking it's a different god. It's just, the Quran says that, uh, you know, 
uh, there was a God, a prophet sent to every nation and every tribe, including Africa and China, all over the world, and who spoke in the language of the people. That prophet had to speak in their local languages. Who was so our I prophet a, here? So, yes, now that's, I'm coming to that. So the like, for instance, you know, they were oral traditions. There were some of the prophets were given books. As the previous caller just said, there was no recordings. You know, there was no proper recordings. Uh, that was what he was trying to say. Uh, you know, in the what about the hieroglyphics? The there were very yes. many recordings, even on stones here in Southern Africa. <coughs> Are we what? talking about here yeah, in Southern Africa? We need to look into it. For me, it doesn't matter what the name of the prophet was. I'm saying there were prophets here, and uh, they called gods by different names in the language. If I say water, imanzi, aqua, I'm describing it in different languages. People think it's a different thing, but I'm describing the same thing. But because I'm using another language, I, I think it's another god. I want to end by saying every religion, every uh, god is one. But because of the language we use and, and, and the concepts we use, we're trying to make it as a different god. Molana Rumi, Geraldine Rumi said it very nicely. God, you know, sent a mirror into the world of himself. Uh, but we fought over it and broke it, and each one took a piece. And each one now thinks God is with them. Tell Thank me, Hassan, much. hold on, Hassan. The, yes. Your implications are counterintuitive because you're suggesting that people are so confused that they don't understand what they're talking about. When you're going no, to I'm say, saying, hold on, let me, let me explain what I'm saying okay, to you, Hassan. Okay, if you're going to okay. say that a Khalsa doesn't know, that Azulu means God when he says Vergnan. And, and Azulu doesn't understand when I say Utik or Kanyu Kamata. And you're going to suggest that I don't know what a, a, a Sutu person says when he says Mudimu or mm. any other. You're implying that these people, all of them, don't know what they're talking about to the point that they would think that these are different things. The communication that existed amongst kings and their messengers throughout time and the ages was all flawed because we don't know what we're talking about. We're talking no, about no. each other. What, what I'm saying, each language group knows what they're talking about. They, they, the Khoza knows and the, and, and the Sutu knows who's Mudimo and the Muslim knows what's Allah and the, 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 the Jew knows who is El. In their language, they know it. But when I'm from the outside and looking, I say, oh, who's this El? This is a different God they got. That, uh, it's, it's cross-language. That's what Each I'm saying there, Hassan. Yeah. That's what I'm we saying, should, uh, that people yeah. across languages were able to communicate, at least us in, uh, us in Africa, were able to communicate one with another. That's why we would have a king marrying another nation's daughter and another king marrying another nation's daughter. They would negotiate. They would exchange gifts. Right. They would exchange cultures. Right now, yes. I'm a descendant of a communi- communication between the Kossas and the Shubis and the Khoi. All these mm. these people intermarried and they spoke clearly one to the other. They knew exactly what they are saying. You're suggesting that we're somewhat dumb. We don't know what no, God no. is. I'm talking about God. We're not, now you're talking generally about lang- about language. We're not. We're talking about God itself. Let's let's come to the concept of God. I mean, communication. What is a cow? What is a tree? What is a cow? And marriage. Those are generally we can understand. I'm talking about God itself. We're talking about what was the name of the prophet and what was the name of God. That's the discussion. And I'm saying it's the same. The concept is the same. It's the same God we're all talking about. Like the Bible says, Jacob said, who will you worship, my son? They said, we will worship the same God of Abraham and Moses and all the prophets will worship the same God. So the God is the same, but we, because others call God in another language, we think it's a different God. All right, let's have our guests breathe on this matter. Thank you. you Our starting point should be that the Khoisan are African people. Thank you. 
because uh, even things that we call uh, Soto Kosa Venda, these things were not there before 1652. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, the Khoisan had the term Parihu, which uh, in other African languages is Faro or Fura, which means the king of heaven and earth. And that king of heaven and earth was a light, Kara. That's why before we became Zulus, Kosas, uh, and so on, African people called themselves Vakara, Vakaranga, Vakalanga, Velanga, Vakalaga, which means the people of the sun or the people of light. And now when they say Mvelingani, in other languages, they say Mutangi Wakugara, okay. the first one to exist. Okay, and what language is that? Uh, this uh, in um, uh, my mother tongue, Kilobedu, okay. Mutangi Wakugara in Swahili, okay. in uh, Kalanga, Mutangi Wakugara is to exist. Okay. Mutangi, the one who is the first uh, to exist. That okay. is what you can call a uh, proto Bantu. Okay. But you see, this king of heaven and earth, who is simply called Kara or the divine light, uh, is the one that manifested itself into the stars and the planets. And that's why the West claim that African people worship the sun uh, uh, or worship nature. African people worship nature as a manifestation of the divine light that is the manifestation of their known All and right. unknowable God. Okay. All right, we're going to conclude our conversation shortly after this. The way you pay your bills is about to change. MasterPass by MasterCard in partnership with PayAt is a digital wallet app that makes paying easy, convenient and secure. And now you can use it to pay your SABC TV license. Simply download any bank's MasterPass app from the App Store onto your smartphone. And when you're ready to pay, choose MasterPass. Follow the easy prompts and you'll be done. Pay your TV license wherever you are, whenever you want. Just another way we're trying to make your life a little better. TV licenses, pay yours, make a difference. The AFSA Premiership continues this weekend. Rico Fela. On Friday at 6, Cape Town City battles Super Sport United at Cape Town Stadium. On Saturday at half past 3, Iguena face Marisbeck United at Royal Mafugeng Stadium. And Chupa United is against Highlands Park at Sizatugasha Stadium. Tickets are available from 40 Rand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. SABC3 has loads of awesome giveaways in store for you this festive season. And if you want to know more, it's the click of a button away. Make sure you check out all the details on our social media platforms. And of course, we'll need you to stay glued to your sets for more. Up for grabs, we have hard drives, Bluetooth headsets, fancy luggage, and loads more. Log on to the SABC3 website or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you are set to win with hashtag SummerFun on SABC3 this festive season. It's not the festive season until Coca-Cola says it is. Starting next week on SAFM, listen out for this. Then, stand by for your gift from Coca-Cola. Details on your favorite show. It's happening all festive season. Because you can't stop once you taste the feeling with Coca-Cola. Grab another Coke and let's die. Enjoy that Christmas feeling. 
You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith. All right, I'm going to run through our text messages and have our guests conclude with their remarks. And then we'll call it quits. Let's start with the first one. I want to know why they say God is a woman and why they say Africans use ancestors as messengers. That's Mrs. Sihoni and Klaxdorp. Another one says, Confusion? Neither the Bible is fiction. It's Western academia. There is no Jesus. No one knows how the world came to being. That's Ngolegos Tolo in Wellington. Another one says, Why are you assuming that there was one African faith pre-colonialism? This is a huge and diverse continent. The San, the Zulu, the Egyptians did not share one religion. Okay. Another one says, Our African God now is the one who created equality amongst people, not the colonial one saying other people are superior than others, followed by whites in Africa. That's Pops from Kronstadt. Doctor, to Dr. Mutsecha, if God is one, why Africans worship ancestors? That one is not signed. Mudimu, the one above all and everything and who is beyond all possible human conceptualization and is inconceivable to the human mind, the creator of all seen and unseen. Another one that is not signed. Please make a habit of signing your text messages. One last one says, God is the creator, the sun, the light. Jesus, Muhammad, Selassie and others are just religious fathers and all too young match God, Mfana in Durban. All right, I'm going to begin with uh, Mulana Abbasim Kiza to give you closing remarks. Just a minute, Mulana. Mulana. The advantage I have in explaining this matter. However, let me perhaps uh, conclude by saying that um, in Africa there has never been a confusion of gods. And uh, two, Africans never worship or do not worship ancestors. And uh, there has never been also a differentiation to say that today we know that there's one God and tomorrow our God is our ancestors. And I wanted to explain this particular subject in detail. Uh, Islam also has given uh, a very clear light on this matter. So my argument is that the message of the oneness of God has been very consistent. Uh, Dr. Mutsaka, your closing remarks, sir. Indeed, the first manifestation of God is in the form of a woman called Muariwedenga, Muali, Mohali, and the child of that a female God was Luti or Lundi. That's why you have Intawazaga Lundi in the Eastern Cape, uh, Malundi Mountains in KZN, Maluti and Maluti in the Free State. So the concept of a goddess and a child, which is Mary and Jesus, existed in Africa long before the Jewish religion. Okay. Uh, Africans don't worship ancestors. They venerate them because ancestors are intermediaries between the living and the deceased and God on the other side. Ancestors are they themselves deceased, Dr. Munzak? How the, are they the, intermediaries the, the, between the, the deceased? They are physical bodies deceased. Yeah. Their spirit was released to interact with the spiritual world and they continue to exist in the spiritual spiritual form. Okay. All right, and that's how we're going to conclude our conversation. I want to thank all of my guests, Dr. Matole Bunsechel, Chairperson of the National Interfaith Council of South Africa, abbreviated as NICSA. Dr. Matole, thank you very much for coming through. We appreciate your insights. And also, Mulana Abbasam Kiza, Muslim theologian. Mulana, to you, thank you very much for your, for your insights also. You. 
And also, we've already lost him. He's on the, no longer on the line. I'm hoping he's listening. Bishop of Grahamstown, Bishop Andy Lambeta. Thank you very much uh, for agreeing to talk to us also. From me, Nayelo Pondona and the team, thank you very much for coming through with your text messages and your calls. Please make a point. Let everybody know. Tweet it out there. Let's have this conversation continue. The matter of faith in our country is a very important one. It is such we need to be able to stand firm and know exactly what and who we are as Africans in spite of what the colonialists said we are when they arrived here. For me, Nayelo Pondona and the team, have a wonderful day and Godspeed.